Just a few days ago, Coach Prime, everybody was talking about how it was a lose-lose hiring and how it was a lose-lose for Colorado and for him. We all know that's not true. I already addressed that. But what did he have to say about it? I'm going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked On Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Moore. With today's episode, we got a good one. We're going to be talking about Coach Prime's response to the lose-lose statement, accusation, whatever whatever you want to call it. Um We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the Colorado rumors to the Big 12. Again, they've heated back up. Um, That's right. Uh, It is July 3rd, almost 4th, and we're still talking about Colorado leaving the conference because the Pac-12 is, I guess, a little delayed on their deal. And then you guys asked them. I'm going to answer them. Mailbag questions, uh, finally. Uh, I'll answer those at the end of the show. But before I do, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Okay. So if you guys don't remember, um, a report kind of resurfaced, and it was through Athlon, but not me, because at the time, um, I don't remember who. I know who wrote it, but I forgot who it was. Um Anyway, we were doing the previews for every college football team, and they had already assigned the Colorado one to one of the Colorado beat writers before I had joined um, the Athlon space. So while I was writing the Stanford and TCU preview, which if you guys want to randomly go check those out to support me, go ahead. I appreciate you. Also, I'd like you to note I wrote those before some of the TCU guys were taken in the transfer portal, so that's why there's a couple guys. Anyway, side story. That was a side story. Um one of the the guy who did the Colorado one, he was able to get an anonymous quote from a fellow Pac-12 coach about Coach Prime and about how they viewed the roster and the, the transfers. So the quote resurfacing at the time it did was a little um, misleading, I guess you could say, because it was about, we'll say, the spring roster. So not this roster now, the spring roster. Um, so that's a little confusing i guess you could say um i still think that my stance on it was would stay the same even though it's not about this current roster i think coaches are a little a little nervy a little nervous about playing coach prime and stuff because they don't want to lose they don't want and they want to beat them really bad and i think it's easier to cast a stone than it is to to obviously have the stone cast at you I'm not sure if that's the same but it is now um either way Coach Prime actually responded, um, what looks like a response, yesterday um, in a long Instagram post, which kind of makes me think he read one of my articles because there's a very specific wording in there. And I was like, huh, interesting. Either way, he posted this on Instagram, so I'll read it to you and then I'll discuss after. The change I speak of ain't about me. It's about y'all. I'm a change agent. I literally wrote an article as Coach Prime a change agent. And I guess he is. My calling is to bring people together that necessarily wouldn't be together, to give opportunity to the whosoever wills. I've never heard that word ever, but I like it. To speak truth when a lie has been the normalcy, to stand in the midst of the storms for what God has shown and told me, and to build young men into real responsible men with character and reason. This is why they mad, because when they look closely, they really understand it ain't about me. It's about the multitudes, and that's what they're afraid of. When we build like... 
when we build like-minded men and women into a nation of equity or excuse me, equality, love, consisting, forgiveness, and understanding. That's why we call out to smart, tough, fast, disciplined young men with character. God said, start right here. You can't stop me from loving my team and you can't stop them from loving me back. I love them as they are all my sons. Hashtag ask somebody, hashtag coach prime, win, 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 in like all caps five times. Um, I thought that response was great though. Uh, especially the age and change part, not because obviously I think maybe I, I don't want to say I inspired it, but that was the title of my article. Just saying, just saying. I don't know if there's a tie there, but um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I think the change agent part is the important part because realistically, he's acknowledging that he's not doing stuff the normal way. But the normal way wasn't working for Colorado. And the normal way uh, for college football, I don't know if it would work for Colorado right now. Um, if he was to just walk in here, work with the roster that he had that was, as we all know, not very good um statistically ranked at the bottom of just about every category you could um and he was supposed to try to coach them up what what would what would the ceiling be for this team three wins two wins one win who knows um the transfer portal is there it's available there's no rules against how he used it um there might be after now that we've seen it used like this they've already talked about shortening the transfer portal window um i like i said i'm not for adding rules because of coach prime i'm just saying that he might have invoked a loophole that the ncaa probably would will address just because that's how they work they're never they never have rules to prevent something they only have rules to um respond to something and so that's how they do that that's how they operate um but coach prime realistically i think he knows that a lot of coaches are coming for him a lot of people and analysts and coaches, players, fans, whatever, maybe will be rooting against him. Um, I think he knows that what he's doing is controversial. Um, I think he knows what he's doing is probably not well received, but he doesn't care. And that's the perfect thing about coach prime because he wants to do things his way. His way is going to work for him and your way will work for you. And so it'll be interesting to see um, how, how it works out because realistically, only way there's only one way to find out they have to take the field september 2nd against tcu they have to take the field against nebraska um but i do like his message that he's he's not afraid um like this part right here um uh, it says this is why they're really mad because when they look closely they really understand and hate about me it's about the multitudes and that's why what they're afraid of and so i think a lot of people and this is kind of like the the common I guess response when people talk about coach prime, not fans from Colorado, but fans from the outside, they say he only cares about, they say Dion only cares about Dion. He's going to do what's best for him. He's going to do what's best for himself and profit for himself, which I mean, honestly, I don't think that's true. Um, not that college coaching doesn't pay well, but he really didn't need to take a job at Jackson state as a head coach. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure the NFL and all the endorsement deals are still rolling in. And I'm sure those, the Aflac commercial with uh, Nick Saban, I'm sure that's, I'm sure those are all paying well. And so I think a lot of people think he's more selfish than he actually is. I would say he's selfless. Um, but I think that's something that you don't really know about coach prime, unless you're kind of able to watch him closely, like, you guys at Colorado and all the fans and all the people that are up close with the program, how we, how we can watch him like this, because I think from the outside perspective, um, people remember him as the kind of, I don't want to say arrogant, but 
confident, very confident athlete that played in the NFL, played in the MLB, kind of had a persona to him, kind of had that just that vibe, I guess you could say, where people were like, oh, he only cares about himself. I don't think that's the case. Um, as much as people would like that to be the case, I'm not sure it is. But, hey, I like his response. Um, I think he kind of – he never fires back at people. I think the only time he's fired back at someone was Pat Narduzzi, and even then he didn't really like – besides the fact where he said I didn't know him, it was it's nothing major. I think I think it, he's just trying to do him. Um, I think people want to get a response out of him, and it's not working. So people will obviously throw more – I don't know the right – more poop at the wall, I guess, is the saying that I'm trying to get. They just throw stuff and hope it sticks, and it's not working so far. So, either way, Coach Prime, very professional, very, very manner, well mannered guy who's not going to respond to these little acts of criticism by anonymous people. Regardless, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. That's $200 you could spend betting everything from money line to over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win and you you could get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Okay, let's dive right back into it. Um, call right up to the Big 12 rumors are circling again because, and I feel like we knew this was going to happen, but we somehow keep getting surprised by it. I don't know. It's like a... It's like a jack-in-the-box is what it feels like. It's like we're cranking the box. We know the little clown thing is going to pop out at us. But every time we're just <gasps> – we're shocked. And it's like, what? why are we shocked? We knew this was going to happen. We did. We really did. Um, if you don't know what I'm referring to, um, this has something to do with San Diego State. They basically told the Mountain West – well, they said it wasn't, but the Mountain West took it differently. Um, they said that they were inform- – asking the Mountain West for an extension on their deadline, which was June 30th. How many days are in June? June 30th. Um, for them to leave the con or the concert, the conference. Um, otherwise on July 1st, they would have to pay 34 million dollars. We're on, if they left by June, they'd only have to pay 17. So they were basically asking for an extension on that deadline. So they could pay 17 and the Mountain West said no. And then the Mountain West was like, Oh, by the way, we're taking this as you leaving the conference. Um, so on, I guess it was June 30th or around around the end of the month, San Diego State announced that they will be returning to the Mountain West, at least for now. Um, wink, wink, hint, hint. Um, but because obviously the Pac-12, as I've been talking about, as everyone who has been talking about this entire time, um, they want to get their media rights deal done. Um, they are not going to expand before they get their media rights deal done and they stuck to their word. Um, so that leaves the San Diego state heading back to the mountain West and kind of leaves the pac 12 two options. They can either um, get their deal done, which is supposed to happen before July 21st. Um, that's kind of like 
if there was actual an actual deadline to follow, that'd be the one because that's uh, Pac-12 Media Day. And so, if they don't have it done by Pac-12 Media Day, everyone's just going to be peppering them with questions about the the media rights deal, and it's going to be like a whole thing. And we're going to forget about football and how this is going to be the best season of Pac-12 football maybe ever. And we're just going to be focused on oh, who's streaming the games or who, how much, what percentage of games are going to be on linear television. Um, that's just how it works, unfortunately. Um, but July 21st is kind of that that hard deadline um that really needs to that really needs to be settled um realistically realistically Colorado um has kind of always been the team that's been linked to leaving the Big 12 first and so with the Pac-12 not having a deal San Diego State kind of having to back out of it and they could either wait for the Pac-12 to get their deal and pay the big fee or they could just wait till next June or let the Mount West know by next June that they're leaving and then they could pay whatever reduced price it would be. Um, but ESPN's Heather Dinich reported um, that Colorado is the team to watch um, in terms of leaving the big, the PAC 12. Um, she was on ESPN and she said, while everyone is still keeping an eye on Colorado to see whether or not they have the patience to wait to see if there's a new TV deal that is acceptable. Um, the bottom line here is that the presidents and chancellors need to see the money. Show me the money before we can make a decision, and if it's good enough, on par with the Big 12. Um, realistically, I understand where this is coming from because I think Colorado has long been the program that's been, like, they're kind of, I won't say they're on the edge, but they're the program that's been the most, I don't know if they've purposely been vocal in public, but they ha- they've been public about meeting with the Big 12. They've been public about their meetings with, and all their interest in the big 12 and they are viewed as the, the ones that are kind of um, leaning a little to the right. Um, But realistically, and I've talked about this, John Canzano came on and talked about this. Um, Rick George has talked about this. Colorado is going to do what's best for Colorado. So all of their interest with the big 12, I'm sure there's some interest there. Um, They themselves have said they want to stay in the pac 12. Um, But uh, I think with, if the deadline coming up and, rumors with how good the deal is going to be and not being so hot or other way depends on who you believe i don't i honestly don't know i i don't i'm not gonna tell you my thoughts on the deal until i see the deal um realistically and even then who knows if that's the actual deal because <laughs> we haven't seen a single sl- sliver of a deal yet so i'm not going to pretend like i've seen it and i'm going to be give you just some random thoughts on it but if they think that the deal is adequate, then they'll stay. Um, if the deal is, doesn't deliver, then, well, they're going to be probably returning to the Big 12. Um, I don't think Colorado really wants to do that. Um, I don't think any any team in the Pac-12 doesn't want to leave the Pac-12 for the Big 12. Um, but you got to do it. At the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. And we'll see what happens. Um, when we come back, you guys answered a Just kidding. You guys asked them. I'm going to answer them. Uh, on today's episode of Locked on Buffs, we will be doing mailbag questions when we come back from the break. What is up? We are doing mailbag questions. Um, it's questionnaire time. Okay, I got a lot of questions. Um, I'm going to do three of them that really stood out to me um, because I think they're going to be long enough to... I think my answers will be too long, so I didn't want to do like 10 or something and not have enough time to answer everything. So... First question was about, um, let me 
pull it up right here. It says, who are Todd Salomon? Salomon? I don't know if that's how I say his name. And Phil DeStefano. What changes did they help make at Colorado? Um, well, that is the president and chancellor of Colorado. And I think the biggest change they made, and along with Rick George, um, which I mean, I don't really know how much he had to do with this, but he they made the change that allowed for Colorado to take in transfers. Apparently, um, before Coach Prime took the job, it was actually extremely hard to transfer into Colorado. So this is what um, basically their issues were before. In 2018, um, obviously the transfer portal was created um, where they could transfer and everything not have to sit out right away. So other schools have a physical education or general education program that students can transfer into, but Colorado did not have those. So student athletes eyeing, uh, or wanting to move to, to Colorado um, to transfer could only transfer if all their credits were accepted towards a degree at Colorado or if the student made up the credits before playing their sport. So a lot of, for a lot of guys, that's a turnoff. Nobody's going to want to take in take 20 extra classes because say my, my, my units didn't transfer from, I don't know, um, say Texas tech or whatever, you know, I'm trying to transfer to Texas tech. It doesn't transfer. So they're like, Oh, you could play. You just have to take a summer load of classes plus the classes that you'll, yeah, it was like a whole thing. So when they fired Carl Durrell, Phil DeStefano said they want to make changes to attract more athletes, but he says, and this is back then, he said, it's just based on uh, the degrees we offer. We do not have physical education here. We do not have general education, to be honest, and that's not going to change. However, obviously, when Coach Prime was introduced, he said, we're giving, we're going, we're working with, to give Coach and all the student athletes the skills they need to succeed. And so while the program, uh, he announced the institution will be updating the transfer credit review process. Um, the school basically implemented a program that, allows for the transfer process to be sped up um, and the transfer the, made it more easy to transfer credits and stuff like that. And so that's a major reason why Colorado went from having a roster full of one in what 11 style guy or one in 11 guys to a roster full of transfers, number one transfer portal class in the country from undergraduates, graduate students, everything you can imagine people were able to transfer in. So both the president and chancellor were huge in that, um, those efforts. And I think, I don't know if coach prime takes the job unless they, uh, allow him to use the transfer portal. Um, because I think that was probably something he told them in the job interview, I would imagine. And so the fact that he could use transfers now mm, makes Colorado a lot more attractive. And it honestly makes them a lot more competitive realistically. Um, because if say coach prime had to build through the recruiting classes, obviously he could recruit, but that's a lot of pressure to have on freshmen. So I think we'd have to wait until year three. Um, Cause coach prime and his staff, great staff, that roster last year, atrocious. Don't know if that roster last year would be able to win that many games. So then we'd have to be waiting on coach prime's recruiting cycles and it'd just be a whole complicated thing. And so found that interesting. That was a great question. Um, other question. This one came to me via Twitter DM. So let me pull it up real quick. I was asked, so this is the question. I'm sure there's a bullseye on Colorado from other teams that will pay them, play them. From 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, please rate the intensity of the bullseye. So essentially, how like how badly do, or, well, I said also, what is the percentage of the coaches who would love to blow out the buffs? So I'll talk about the bullseye question first. Um, how much are teams and programs and other coaches looking to beat 
Colorado. Um, I gave that a nine and a half out of ten. Um, I think I think anytime there's a notable figure like a Coach Prime, like a Travis Hunter, Shadur Sanders on the roster, I think it adds a little more intensity to it. Um, I also think when you see a coach like Coach Prime talking about how he wants to dominate right away, how he plans to win right away, I think that adds to it. Um, and I also think he's the transfer portal thing. I think a lot of players around the country and coaches in the Pac-12, they're going to be like, oh, you built your perfect roster because that's that's kind of the thing. Everybody was, everybody's been critical of Coach Prime wanting to have a roster full of transfers, and so now he got he has that. He's got that. Um, so now I think there's going to be a little added uh, fuel because people are going to want to show his roster didn't work, show that they're, it's not a good roster. So I gave it a nine and a half. Um, I don't know if it's a 10 because I feel like a 10 would constitute like, I feel like we'd have more public statements about people wanting to beat him, which I mean, we could very well get those eventually, but I feel like a nine and a half is fair. And then also what percentage of coaches would love to blow out the boat? I think that's a hundred percent. I don't think there's a single coach on the schedule. That's like, you know what? Um, even if we don't lose, I hope it's a close game. I think they all want to kind of silence Coach Prime, and I think they all kind of want to kind of like rub it in his face, I feel like, if you will. Um, I think there's, in an era of social media, while college coaches haven't really been social media savvy, um, a lot of them like to they like to run their mouth a little bit. They like to throw shade when they can. And so they're going to be like, well, that's what happens when you have a roster full of 51 new players or whatever it is. So, yeah, those, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of people gunning for Colorado just because they're new. It's a new, exciting way to build a roster. Um, Coach Prime thinks it's going to work, and they want it. To, they want to show why it won't work. Um, it's your typical case of maybe being a little jealous, maybe being a little, um, we got to prove you wrong type of thing. So thank you for the mailbag questions. I appreciate you guys. This has been another great episode of Locked on Buffs. You guys have a great Monday and a great July 3rd, and I will see you guys tomorrow.